So folks, this month here on the Tools I Use podcast, we're sponsored by Woven. Now for those who don't know, Woven is a powerful and smart calendar application that can assist you in smart scheduling, managing your meetings, and planning your week. They're releasing some features that can really help remote workers and people working from home, including home view, so you can get important information about each event and a glance ahead, Zoom integration to make it easier to immediately join a video conferencing call, analytics so you can see and analyze how your team spend time, and iPad support so you can use Woven across all of your Apple devices. As many of you know, I'm a user myself and my personal favorite feature is the one-time scheduling which allows me to batch meetings, plan podcasts and interviews. We're really grateful to have them here as a sponsor and thanks again for sponsoring tools they use. Do check out Woven in the link in the description. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here. Today we are very lucky to be joined by Rosemary Orchard who is the co-host over at Automators which is on Rely FM and she also co-hosts it with David Sparks, which is uh, another well-known productivity enthusiast too. She is a writer, uh, also as well, uh, develops um, many different applications, but she's a writer for the book Build Your Own uh, Workflow inside of OmniFocus, which is uh, a very popular platform. So uh, it's great to have you, Rosemary. Uh, Maybe you could fill in the gaps if if I missed any. Well, uh, I yeah. So I, as you mentioned, I'm a podcaster on Relay FM. I'm a blogger. Um, I also do some writing for the Sweet Setup and Mac Stories. And I've recently started producing uh, screen flows, so video tutorials for Screencast Online, which is another uh, feather in my cap, a bow in my quiver. I'm not quite sure which of those analogies is best there. <laughs> Brilliant. And and I also saw that you've been working on a new podcast as well, The Nested Folders, right? Yes. Yes. That's with Scotty yeah. Jackson, uh, who's up in Canada. And uh, that's all about productivity and our attempts to try and be productive and what that actually looks like at the other end of things. Yeah, I love it. I, I really enjoyed um, the episodes you got on there because they're like, you know, like for the listener, they're the perfect sort of situations that they get themselves into every day. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll make sure to include it. Um, below for sure. Thank you. Lovely. And um, yeah, I mean, the Tools I Use podcast is all about sort of tools and, and applications, but obviously we do like to mention about sort of methodologies and principles. So I, I've got a first questions um, for you. It's, it's more about how you got into productivity and, and tools in the first place. When did that journey start for you? Well, I believe it started with this person called Merlin Mann, who some people may still remember the name. And uh, he had this website, it still exists today, 42 folders. And I just love the concepts that Merlin was coming up with about, you know, if you clear things out of your inbox, when you go back to it the next time, you don't have to reprocess stuff. And I, I followed Merlin Mann for a while, and that's when I fell into the getting things done rabbit hole with David Allen. And I, I found a copy of Getting Things Done Fast at the library and managed to put it on my iPod. So uh, my parents were trying to buy a house in France at the time, or they just bought it, and we were continually trying to buy building supplies. So I spent a lot of time in the back of the car listening to Getting Things Done and trying to figure out what my system was and what my workflows were. Of course, this was over a decade ago, so things have changed quite a bit since then, but that's how I got into it all. I feel like that's a a really young age to be able to be interested in that topic, right? 
Yes, it possibly was, but I have to say that really did set me up for success at university because mm -hmm. it meant that I actually knew everything that needed to be done and where a lot of my, my, my friends and fellow students were struggling to keep on top of all of the different assignments that we had for different lectures. I just had a system and things went in the system and I processed them. At the time, that system was that I had unlimited texts on my new phone and I still have my old phone and on an old phone number. So I was texting things to myself so I could pick them back up later when I got back to my accommodation. Um, and that quickly graduated to be an iPod Touch um, with, with an app so that I could do things much better. But uh, that was my system to start with. Oh, I love it. I, I think they should um, they should force all university students to uh, read that book before they go in. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it could be a good little bit of homework. Um, I, I think it would definitely be helpful. I know a lot of students often feel like they've you know, had the ground torn out from under them because there's no one teacher reminding them that you need to make sure you get this done and, you know, being a personal tutor and advisor on top of everything. They don't see the same people every day. So it can be a big adjustment. Yeah, definitely. And um, I guess the first main question for you is is more about your sort of typical daily routine. Uh, I, I sent over the questions to you and you were like, eh, I don't have a daily routine, so maybe you can guide us through the week. Yes. Because <laughs> that yeah. might be better. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there are some elements to my routine that do happen on a daily basis, but then I have tried to split up my, 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 my week into days so that I know that on this particular day, I have a theme. And when I come home from work, that's what I'm going to do. So typically my day starts with, me being woken up by my Apple Watch. Um, I use an app called Auto Wake, which automatically wakes you at a better point in your sleep cycle, at least theoretically. Seems to be working for me, so I'm really happy with it. Um, and then I get up and I do the thing where you wander around in the slightly foggy brain mode going, what was it I need to do? At which point, you will usually prompt me to do the one or two things I really have to do before I go to work. Um, and occasionally it will remind me to do things like pack my lunch and so on if I think that I'm going to forget to do that. Um, and uh, I, I check my OmniFocus to see what tasks I've got uh, due today and other things I need to get done. If there's anything I need to get done on the way to work, I've got a special perspective that helps me find that. Uh, I check my calendar and then I head out the door. Um, and then I, I get to work and I do my day job. Um, and my day job is programming. And so I sit there and I talk to colleagues and try and actually write programs and ignore the phone as much as possible. And then on my way home, I do a, a mini start of day review because I essentially have two working days where after work, I, I come home and I do more work and I see what it is that I've assigned myself to do as my tasks for today when I get home. Um, and that could be writing an article for the suite setup. That could be producing a video for screencasts online, uh, writing something for my blog, preparing for automators or nested folders, or sometimes a combination of those things. But I do try to theme it so that I'm only doing one type of thing per day. Fantastic. Um, I think that, like, I think a lot of people could benefit from having some sort of theming in their daily routine. Um, and like, how did you discover themes? Because obviously. Um, you know, you, people discover it from different aspects. I personally discover it from Mike Vardy, but I'm not sure where you found out about it. I'm not sure I ever thought or heard about daily themes as a thing, though now you've mentioned Mike Vardy, I almost certainly got it from him at some point. But essentially what I realized is I was losing too much time switching contexts, you know, switching from writing to video production, 
isn't just a mental switch. There is also a physical setup switch that needs to happen. I have to get out uh, the correct devices. I have to set up my microphone and things like that. So I need to make sure that I am prepared to do that and that everything is going to be available. And I was losing a lot of time trying to get these things done because do you want to drag out you know, a whole recording kit for just five minutes of recording? Or can you batch that onto something else that's also associated with recording, like actually recording a podcast? Um, and that's where I got the idea of the themes from, because I just wanted to come home and do a thing and be done. And then I could get on with playing on my Nintendo Switch, or I've recently started watching Girl More Girls, Girls on um, Netflix. I've never seen it before and I'm completely entranced. It's hilarious. Um, and I like to be able to do that in my evening as well. And I, I like to have that time to relax. Um, and I found that if I'm doing the theming, then I can say, okay, I've done everything there is to do on this particular theme for today. That's good. I can stop. And it doesn't matter if I've only been working for 45 minutes because that's the theme that I assign myself and tomorrow will still be there with its theme. Yeah, that's it. And uh, it sort of set you up, uh, not just for now, but, you know, for five years time when it may become a bit of a change routine. Um, exactly. So that's brilliant. And and more moving on to sort of the tools side of stuff, the, the, the toolkit you may be having for work. Do you have, um, I mean, you mentioned OmniFocus there. Uh, I already know you're quite the OmniFocus expert, but um, maybe you can take us through some of the basics, like, uh, you know, whether you have a calendar, note taker, uh, task manager, etc. Yeah, so I try to keep the number of apps I use to a minimum, which is slightly ironic because I probably have about 300 apps installed on my <laughs> iPhone. Um, I love to play and experiment, but essentially I keep all of my tasks in OmniFocus for things that I, I need to do with the exception of a few things that wander off into an app called Dew, which has excellent um, capability for nagging reminders. So things like checking in for a flight or packing my lunch for work, those go into Dew because I really need to be nagged about those to make sure they get done. Uh, my calendar application of choice on all platforms is Fantastical. I love its natural language event passing. So you can just type in Tuesday 9am and it figures out that that is an event for Tuesday at 9am. And then for actual notes, um, I'm split here between handwriting, um, which I use Notability for. I recently got an iPad mini and a Logitech crayon as a, a note-taking device, and that's just amazing. I love it. Um, and then for typing notes, I use drafts, just because I can do pretty much anything in drafts uh, if I set my mind to it. Yeah, I bet you have a lot of... Uh setups there <laughs> yes yeah so i use the workspaces feature in drafts and you can oh, yeah. associate action groups with those workspaces which means that when i switch to for example my screencast online workspace then it automatically opens up a series of actions associated to all the work i do for screencast online and i just love that yeah that, that definitely saves some time there yes. um and and just out of curiosity because obviously you're the you're, you're very much um have some expertise on OmniFocus. And and there's always one of the uh, questions from sort of newbies who are looking at OmniFocus. Um, what tips would you give for people who may be starting out on OmniFocus? Don't try, don't overcomplicate your system. That is okay. the one thing that you have to start with. Sure, you can make hundreds of folders and projects and you can switch everything to be sequential or single action lists. Don't mess with it to start with. Just put tasks in turn things into projects as necessary and go from there, add yeah. some tags and then come back in a couple of months when you actually got stuff in there 
And that's when you can figure out your workflow, because until you have stuff in there and you've learned the habit of capturing things, you're you're not going to optimize your setup. Um, you, you need to start with getting content in there because you can't optimize nothing. Yeah, that that's some good advice. Um, it's almost like building a skeleton before adding all of the, the body parts later. Yes. <laughs> if, yeah. uh, you have awful metaphors right here. Um, yeah, they, that's uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, people struggle with that. So um Obviously, I'll, I'll make sure to include your the guide, the uh, building your workflow uh, in the link in the description if, if people are interested in OmniFocus. Um, I'm just curious, uh, on the topic of tools, have you managed to check out Notion yet? So I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Notion. I love the <laughs> fact that so many people are using it, and it's wonderful for that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it does not work. It is too unstructured and it's too much of a literally anything box that I could do anything with. I yeah. much prefer Airtable, which has many of the same capabilities, but at its core, it's a table and the geek inside of me just loves tables and putting things in tables and columns yeah. and rows and formulas and things like that. So I, I'm sticking with Airtable, but I'm really glad that Notion exists and that people like it. Uh, I've also struggled a little bit. I tried to use it and then I got on a plane and I couldn't use it because uh, I was yeah. on a plane. <laughs> and I did expect that with Airtable, so I was okay with that, but I was not expecting to not be able to access things in Notion on the plane. And that was a, a little bit of a, a sad situation. Yeah. So I had to play a game instead. <laughs> oh, wait, what a shame, you know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I think that's a big pain point at the moment, the the offline. Um, but I know they're trying to work on it, so that, yes. that is good news. Yeah. Um, and, and like you mentioned there, the iPad mini with the crayon. Yes. Um, what hardware do you use um, all of this stuff on? Do you use a MacBook or a Windows? So uh, I try and avoid Windows as much as possible. I do have a gaming machine that is running Windows um, and uh, a virtual Windows machine at work. But my primary hardware, I have a Mac Mini where I do all of my editing for audio and video that I need to do um, and uh, intense work. Um, I have a MacBook Air, which I'm currently recording this podcast on. Um, it's primarily for podcasting um, and taking on the road with me. Um, and then I have an 11 inch iPad Pro and an iPad mini and an iPhone 11 Pro. And the iPad mini and the iPad Pro are often used somewhat interchangeably. Um, but if I'm thinking that I want to do work, then I'm more likely to take the iPad Pro with me. Whereas if I'm just taking an iPad, just in case I'll be able to do something, it'll be the iPad mini because it's it's small, but it's still big enough to show people pictures on and things like that. Yeah. Lovely, like a iOS uh kit right there yes. lovely <laughs> and i guess that sort of complements the obviously the omni focus and, mm -hmm. and you you do a lot with shortcuts am i right yes yes yeah. yes i do i uh, recently wrote a book called take control of shortcuts which shows yeah. you how much i use shortcuts <laughs> <laughs> and, and and what are your sort of favorite uh i guess favorite actions or automations that you use in that app well, it really depends on exactly what I'm doing. So before this podcast, I, I ran a shortcut and uh, I, I record podcasts in the bedroom. So it sets the bedroom lights to 100% um, and reminds me to make sure that my microphone is plugged in and that the ethernet cable is run down the hallway and things like that. And it starts a time tracker for podcasting. Um, and that's one of the things I, I love to use it for. And also when I get home, if I'm playing music, then it hand off my, my music playback to my home pods. Um, and uh, stop my commuting time tracker and uh, remind me of anything that I needed to do when I got home based on what's in my OmniFocus or if I've got a podcast recording coming up then it will tell me how long I've got until that 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sort of things I try and use it for. I also have a whole series of other shortcuts. So, for example, ideas for writing posts on the suite setup um, and things like that. But they are perhaps a little more specific to me as a person. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely need to take your advice on the sort of like home automation stuff because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that would be very helpful, just especially with lights and in the morning, I can imagine just walking down and saying something and it doing it. <laughs> yes. Um, Though I have to say, if you want to experiment with home automation, add a motion sensor. Um, and okay. that is amazing because then you're there and you get up in the morning and you're stumbling around and the lights just turn on a very soft and gentle glow. And you're there going, oh, yes, thank you, past me. Now I'm not going to trip over the rock of the kitchen for the 18th time. Yeah, that's it. And and where did the, the, the motion automator, do you recommend any? Uh, I've got the Philips Hue motion sensor. It also has a light level detection built in, which is really handy um, because then you can actually use that as part of your automations. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, that's, that sounds good. Uh, I, I will have to play around with it. Um, it's one of those things where you have to sit down, isn't it? And yes. Set well, you up. have to look at it and think, what what have I currently got in my life and what can I add and what will yeah. that improve? And also, if you're living with somebody else, how can I make it so that they won't hate me for adding this? Because I can tell you this. If you take light switches away from somebody who's used to using light switches, be prepared for Armageddon yeah. because they will not be happy with you. So you have to provide yeah. something that is a, an equivalent. Unfortunately, there are now uh, replacement light switches available from the Apple Store um, in pretty much all countries, including the UK, which I'm looking forward to playing with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. Um, and... Uh, Going back to the sort of um, principle side of stuff or the methodologies, um, you obviously mentioned that you read GDD quite early and mm-hmm. obviously weak theming. Do you have um, any underlying principles like other methodologies that help you? Everything is pretty much based on GTD. I do use some of the Pomodoro technique, uh, especially when I'm struggling to get started with a project. Then I, I like to say, well, I'm just going to do this for 20, 25 minutes and then I can stop and I can take a break. And quite often after I've done that 20 to 25 minute burst, I, I realized that what was stopping me from getting started on everything. And that really helps me get the ball rolling. Um, that said, for some things, I find taking the break does completely ruin my focus. Um, and so I can't use it for everything. So, I, but I do use it to help keep me aware of the time. Yeah, that's it. And um, I just have a final question for you about the sort of automation side of stuff. Like, um, obviously, maybe people uh, are listening along and, and a, a bit sort of, I guess, uh, skeptical of automations as a whole. Do you think that, for example, with your own life, um, you know, setting up all these automations, do you feel much more productive now um, that you have all these methodologies in place uh, than you did before? Well, there are a couple of different elements to automation, which I would encourage these people to keep in mind. Of course, there is the ability to just do something faster. But don't forget that there's also the ability to do something with 100% accuracy every time that comes from automation. And that's what I primarily use automations for. So instead of opening drafts, typing a title, you know, formatting it as a title, adding a tag, and then running this action and maybe that action... I have a shortcut that prompts me to add my text and it automatically creates the draft with the specific tag, runs the correct actions for me and formats everything correctly. And this means that whenever I go to look for something later, I'm always going to find it because it's always got that tag and I've always run these actions on it. And that for me is why 
automation increases my productivity. And it absolutely does because I just have this consistency without which my life would be complete and utter chaos. <laughs> I love that. That's a that's a good selling point, I think, uh, <laughs> the accuracy yeah. side of it. I love it. Um, Rosemary, where can Everett find you after this podcast? The best place to go is rosemaryorchard.com. Um, that's got links to books I've written, podcasts I make, apps I'm in charge of, and uh, all the places that you can find me on the internet, including Twitter and Instagram. Fantastic. Well, um, I, I mean, I think you've got, is it... January 11th your birthday next week yes yes it I is hope, I hope you have a good birthday I heard it on the the podcast um, ah. and I wanted to wish you a happy birthday in advance well thank you very much so uh thanks Rosemary for coming on and uh and uh, we'll talk soon yes yes